Elon's going to hit us with a little more upbeat options than that. <laughs> All right, Red, I got you. <laughs> that was some straight lo-fi right there. Just a chill here for now. <laughs> Listen to <the> music. <laughs> I'm actually amazed that there's only four background music options. Like, it'd be kind of sick if you could think link spotify or something kind of pop off a little yeah bit. i need something to like when we need to get people hyped up i need some you know some hype music we we gotta get a, a breeze here on the marketing side we gotta get a 30 second shape protocol jingle <laughs> oh man yeah i think oh, man. i probably have like a hundred <laughs> can, can you imagine <laughs> i feel like i've got like a hundred is a bit of an exaggeration but i have at least a few dozen videos where like they're just songs that I like or find that like hype me up and I'll find a way to try and integrate those into like some shade promo and it's just like uh I love this but I don't think everyone else is gonna love this as much as uh, no I love it I love it you got it we you got to keep everyone on their toes yeah yeah throw a little bit of a personal spin on it Haas how you doing you haven't chatted in a while how's life yeah doing well man I actually took took the day off not from crypto but just my real life garbage so I'm, that's why i'm able to stop by and talk for a little bit <laughs> oh nice yeah how my, was your how was your new year's it like was, uh 2024 2023 it was good man it's exciting you know like i'd be remiss if you know on a personal level i didn't care about price at sometimes because it just makes this space a lot more enjoyable from like a community side and just you know engagement things of that nature because it was getting a little bit morbid there for a while. You know, it was a long, dark stretch oh, where, yeah. where everyone was just in such a bad mood. And it's just like, man, I've been I've been through this before, you know, not in crypto, but just tech and just the markets and things. It's like, it'll be OK. Like, this is just a part of the this is how it is. Like, I think things can't always just go up. You know, it's just the way markets are. And um, no, it's just more exciting, too, because I still feel like we really haven't had a lot of new people enter the space you know and um i think that changes obviously if if all of a sudden you know six months from now five months from now whatever it is like bitcoins towards all-time high then you're going to start peaking all kind of interest from random you know retail then they come in they have all the you know the brand new noob questions and you know i'm kind of looking forward to all that like educating like brand new people that hop into the space and things so that's kind of my per purview on 2024 from like a community side yeah, I can't, I can't wait for the newbies to come because, to be honest, the ability to onboard them is significantly better than, like, the 2021 era and, like, 2022 era. So it's, it's like, the tools have become much, much better. And Cosmos as a whole, I think, like, with the wallet infrastructure improving, with things like Noble, like, there's, it's going to be 
a bunch of fun to start seeing those folks flowing. Uh, dude, Noble's been so great. Like, I mean, honestly, like most of the people that were here when, you know, the last market, we, we would have just loved any other stable coin, you know? <laughs> like, we had no choices. Yeah. Like, I kind of got burnt. Not as in I was in the in the market too long. I was just like, I don't want to go out of the market and I'm just going to sit here and hold my UST on osmosis or just like maybe I'll mess around on anchor just for the heck, heck of it. But it was just the only it was the only show in town. We didn't have any other options unless you wanted to cash out or go to another ecosystem. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really down with that. So you know, now we have I don't even know how many stable coins we have. We have so many now. So it's great, you know. Yeah, the di the diversity is wonderful, and I also think the centralized stable coins have like like Tether used to be Tether's gonna blow up was kind of the mentality. More and more, I'm starting to see people say maybe Tether is okay. I don't know. I don't really trust centralized stables as a whole, but it does feel like the reputation like this last bear market really flushed out a lot of the leverage in the system. So if you're still standing on your own two feet, it's probably a good sign still risk but it's it's a hopefully a good sign yeah man it's just how you got to do it you just got to diversify you know i try to tell people thinking of it like a video game or something you don't want to be down to your last life or you know like i always think of it too as a galaxy of planets you don't want to have all your resources on one planet you probably want to diversify in case that planet gets hit by an asteroid like terra did and you know if you were just solely like building or you know, or your whole portfolio was just on Terra's ecosystem, you know, when it happened, it would have been just not fun, not a good time. And I felt bad. And it was nice in, in, in a sense, not for that to happen, but for all the teams to be able to pivot and evolve and kind of collaborate with different teams. And, you know, that, that's been over the bear market. That's been kind of exciting to see all these different Terra based teams kind of just relocate throughout, you know, crypto, but may, may you know, more so in, in Cosmos and, you know, that's just, um, it's great to see it. Cosmos is so communitarian and then, um, you know, it's just, it's just awesome, man. But I, I don't want to hold you up. Yeah, do your thing. <laughs> yeah. The, every, every time I hop on map of zones, it just gets a little more crazy. Like I'm just picturing three, four years from now when it's going to be a thousand chains connected with IBC. It's, it's, uh, we got, and, and the cool part is most of us here, we got to be here at the start when IBC was like, Oh, like there was just, Juno, Osmosis, Adam, and Secret, and Axlar. Like, that was pretty much it. Now it's just, like, blossomed into this beautifully connected ecosystem. Um, anyways, that being said, Rhett, I'll hand it off to you to kind of kick us off. Um, I know you had, a, you had a call with the – maybe you want to list off kind of, like, the grants and potential grants that are in motion, and then we can do updates one by one on them. Yeah, here. absolutely. Uh, so just to kind of set the room, uh, today we wanted to give an update on all the different grant – recipients um, that are working with Shade Protocol to develop either new core dApps or um, build out integrations with existing dApps or, or utilities. Um, and currently we've got, let's say, four, uh, I guess now technically five uh, grant projects that are uh, happening in parallel. Um, the one of them was just uh, recently added, but the four that we've talked about uh, most extensively is um, integration with DowDow. So being able to uh, work with them to cross-deploy their DowDow smart contracts on Secret Network and to be and to be uh, able to query 
private token balances to be able to provide uh, governance functionality for SNP 20 token holders, um, NF- secret NFT projects. I mean, really, this integration is going to be great for Shade um, because it's going to be able to provide Shade with um, the governance functionalities it wanted. And um, this integration is also going to be great for Secret Network as a whole because basically the rest of Secret Network, all projects building on Secret Network will also have access to this functionality as well. So that's a really cool um, grant that's in uh, in progress and we'll be able to give some more in-depth uh, info on that. We've also got our integration with uh, FINA, um, which for anyone who's not aware of what FINA is, FINA is a mobile wallet and it is also a uh, like a crypto debit card. So you can kind of think of them as a, off-ramp solution as well. And so we're going to be integrating uh, with FINA. We've already integrated with their mobile wallet. Um, we work really well with uh, the FINA team and the, uh, you know, working with integrating the their mobile wallet really early on. But um, one of the biggest integrations we're excited about is being able to integrate Silk usage with the, the FINA card. And this is basically going to empower users to be able to spend Silk in their everyday lives in the real world anywhere that this card is accepted and they're working with a major uh, card provider so basically be like most stores you'll be able to actually spend your silk that you're privately holding have private spending um, which will be a really really awesome utility and and a truly critical uh, utility for stable coins in general to be able to spend uh, that money um two other uh, projects that we're going to be giving updates on is our private money market, which a money market is just um, a platform where users can borrow and lend assets um, to to either earn or go and do something else with their assets. You know, just a generalized borrowing and lending market. Um, and then the last one that we'll give a major update on is the liquidity order book, um, which. I try not to be biased towards any of our particular products, but liquidity order book is the one I might be most excited about um, just because I, I've done a, a decent bit of uh, digging into um, the value proposition that this provides to people. But anyways, liquidity order book is effectively um, the Trader Joe order book um, style decks, um, but we'll also be able to have some additional updates and improvement towards things like reward generation for liquidity providers. Um, and then also, you know, the privacy aspect for both traders and liquidity providers uh, on the order book. So a lot of really, really cool stuff um, happening in parallel. Uh, we've also got our new API V2 on testnet, which is allowing us to really start testing out um, a lot of the new analytics features that we're going to be wanting to add towards our existing apps. And then Obviously, with all of these new integrations and applications that we're working on, uh, we're going to be integrating uh, this new API. So we're really excited about um, this like pretty big rollout of additional utility within the Shade ecosystem. Um, so I'll stop here. If, yeah. We also have, um, yeah, another one is uh, DShade Audit is oh, beginning yeah. right now. So that's going to be, yeah, so that'll be kind of the, Final step for that to get on, you know, mainnet. Technically, the public testnet, of course, will happen first. Um, but it's just good to get that uh, in motion. And then I also, on the API side, it's going to be so nice to have candlestick charts. 
you know, like right now we, we, we assign ourselves like a C minus on UI UX as it pertains to analytics. And a lot of people like, it's like, oh, like, why can't you just like create all these charts? And the thing is you have to create a database with a bunch of historical data that's constantly querying and pulling data from the chain in order to be able to pull together all these visuals. So it's kind of like you got to sharpen, sharpen twice before, before you swing. And, um, we've been spending a lot of time making sure that the backend infrastructure is in a place where we can go just, we can go absolutely wild this next like half a year on the, the visualization of shade protocol, you know, fee collection on the silk basket, on candlestick charts, on volume, all of it. It's going to be, you know, literally 10 X better what we have right now. Uh, and the reason we're gonna be able to move so fast on it is because we spent really like five months five, six months setting the stage for this piece of infrastructure that's really going to be key over the course of the next like decade, right? Um, so the the building blocks are beautiful there. I'll go for it, Haas. So that'll just essentially allow CoinGecko to get up to date with everything? Oh, CoinGecko is already up to date. We've actually like fully integrated with them, but this is more like in the app. You know how there's like um, Osmosis analytics page? Yeah. Info.osmosis. Yeah, essentially we'll have that for for Shade Protocol, um, which is going to be huge. I guess, I mean, like, like for example, Andromeda, they have their info on there, but they don't put the market cap or anything. It's just like the price and then like the total supply or max supplier. It's very limited with with the info. I think a lot of people, including myself, I don't know, you just randomly like to look and see what the the current market cap is, not like the fdv or whatnot so i don't know if sure. this would probably help too right i would think for them well, i mean yeah we definitely can have that included yeah, i was gonna say it also depends on like how they update their market cap you know um like if there is a public way for them to query like what's circulating and what's not like if it has to be manually updated then you know that's one thing um yeah as far as like getting I think one of the biggest things uh, we're excited about is that people don't necessarily, they wouldn't necessarily have to go to CoinGecko. Like, obviously, if you're looking at multiple things across multiple markets, yeah, thing uh, aggregators like CoinGecko are going to be uh, super helpful. But being able to look at historical performance, um, you know, for liquidity pools, for borrowing and lending markets, um, for you know, silk in circulation, uh, silk performance against its peg components. Um, you know, all these things will be available within the app, which is kind of, you know, we're, we're continuing to move towards our goal of creating, you know, this seamless experience uh, for all of these different applications in our suite, all within one single interface, you know, not having to fracture that user experience. Well, if you want to go see price charts, you have to go to CoinGecko. You know, ideally, you should be able to do all that, all your analysis right there within the app. So really excited to continue moving yeah, towards our, that. One, one of our guiding principles at Shade Protocol is don't make the user leave, leave the app. Like, why would I ever want to try to push the user off the site and fracture the experience? And so the a really good example of this is, you know, every time on like a DEX, you do a transaction and then it's, there's like the pop-up that's like, oh, like view and explore, right? And then you click on that and it takes you to like mint scan. And now like you've opened up another tab and now you're like away from that cohesive experience that you were a part of before. Um, we have an in-app transaction history that's going to be beautiful. Well, you'll be able to click a CSV download button 
of all your encrypted transactions that you've ever made. And it'll be easy to view in a spreadsheet. And you'll also in app be able to see, oh, like I staked this much Atom. I swapped this for this. All of that in a seamless Block Explorer-esque experience in app. So now when you do a transaction on the Shade app, it's not going to be, hey, leave the site. It's going to be, hey, jump over to our transaction history page. Um, so that's like, that's something that was on our list for a super long time. Why are we making users leave the site to like look at their transactions and, and see their transaction history? Um, and yeah, another one, of course, is like the candlestick charts and the pricing. Like, of course, there's always going to be users that love CoinGecko because it's, you know, that's what they really, really are good at. But if we can provide the analytics and the information for the user to keep them on the site, it's going to continue to build trust in the application and it just makes the user experience better and more cohesive. Yeah, the I know it's you, when we think about analytics, it's uh, and, and I'll try to stand on top of, we've got a bunch of grant recipients to talk about. Uh, but, you know, when we think about analytics, th there's so many perspectives we can think about. You know, there's people who are really wanting to look at the protocols revenue generation. They're really wanting to dig down onto like um, maybe more traditional valuation metrics. There might be people who are all they care about is, um, you know, the, the visualizations for their trading. Um, so being able to prioritize these and like the, the order in which we roll out all this stuff uh, is still kind of in flux, but um, overall it's going to be kind of like Carter said, you know, this massive increase in, um, positive UI UX uh, and the ability to keep people on the site. Um, but as far as our grant recipients, um, like I mentioned, we've got FINA, uh, integration with DowDow, the money market, liquidity order book. Carter, is there any that you want to you want to start with giving updates on? Um, I'd be super curious about uh, money market because I know you just had a call. This yeah, with yeah, yeah. So, um, yep, did have a call with the money market team. Um, and they are finalizing all their contract development right now. They're working on, um, I think one of the last things they're working on is um, being able to do the fee splitting, um, which is, you know, all these uh, products that the, the protocol has in its suite, the users that are actually providing the liquidity, whether it's um, you know, providing assets to be able to lend, whether it's providing assets as liquidity in a market, you know, they have, um, they're doing this to generate, um, to like to generate uh, yield. Um, and there's a protocol take associated with that. And so they're just working on putting in that fee splitting structure right now. The front end development's in a really, really solid place. They started working on that a few um, weeks ago and it's up on testnet right now. I think the only thing that uh, isn't up on testnet right now is um, liquidations UI, but that should be coming along, um, coming along in. Sir, you're telling me money market as a product UI UX is technically on testnet right now. Oh yeah. I mean, I, it's hard for me to, do people, do people realize a whole freaking privacy preserving money market like as a standalone product if someone launches that that is an insane move movement forward that has been never that's never been done in private DeFi ever that's unprecedented and oh by the way 
it's a part of this larger, broader, unified suite. Like, I just, I just don't think people get how big of a deal the privacy-preserving money market is. Yeah, I mean, the ability for users to privately earn, I mean, as a, as a lender, you're earning single-sided yield. So if you have rat Bitcoin and you want to just earn um, you know, more of this rat Bitcoin, you have the ability to do this on a money market. Um, and, you know, interest rates are going to be dynamic, you know, as more people are utilizing this liquidity being lent out, interest rates are going to go up. And so people have the ability to earn more and more. Um, and during volatile periods, you know, this is generally pretty lucrative, uh, for, for both borrowers and lenders. And so, um, yeah, being able to lend out assets, uh, privately being able to borrow assets privately, like all of the, the privacy preserving features that are available with Shade Lend, where um, your liquidation points aren't publicly queryable um, or publicly available, this is going to be true on um, the money market as well. So people won't be able to hunt your liquidation points and try and manipulate markets. I mean, people can still technically manipulate markets, um, but their ability to pinpoint, um, you know, where all these larger liquidation points are um, is not going to be possible. And so really excited to be able to, like Carter said, this has never been done before, being able to provide these additional protections against things that we know are extremely problematic in public by default DeFi. Um, so this is going to be um, a great unlocking of utility. This is going to be great for uh, bringing in additional TVL into the Shade ecosystem. And a lot of that utility or a lot of the, these assets that are brought into the ecosystem, a lot of that ends up getting kind of um, siphoned down into a lot of our other products. So I imagine that, you know, as uh, the money market rolls out, liquidity uh, flows in to be uh, lent out, a lot of what's being borrowed is going to, you know, get utilized on other uh, shade products. So this is going to be a really very layered value proposition. Um, and people love being able to leverage <laughs> leverage crypto so this is you know also something awesome for the dgens out there selfishly too like the the ui ux research it's really like a marriage of mars mars protocol ui with umi and with ave like i think it's going to feel very shade-esque like shade has that very it's power user but also simplistic like it, it's it's really special so i'm really excited for people to get their hands on that public test net um because i just i mean i've been dreaming about this this product for a long time and so to have finally found the right team and and you know this is going to end up being you know well over half a year on this this project it's just it's so it's so cool to see it all come together yeah and just talking about power user stuff like there's i feel like there's a few hidden easter eggs in I mean that in the most positive way possible, like things that a lot of people don't realize that you can do with our existing apps, um, kind of like that power user functionality, like being able to set custom LP ratios, being able to set custom slippage ratios, um, being able to um, single side provide liquidity and having all of the, all of the balancing and creation of that uh, dual sided LP handled on the back, uh, back end. Um, there's a lot of really interesting functionalities that most people, like your average people, probably um, wouldn't partake in. So I'm excited to see some of those, um, some of that additional power user functionality transfer over to the money market as well. 
so that's that's probably the best uh or that that's probably um as good of an update as i can give on the money market right now um yeah order book made great progress i mean they're, they we saw that front end too that that initial yep. test. yeah so uh right now all the contracts are complete for uh all the, yeah all the smart contract um development is complete they're currently working on basic front-end creation just for you know simple testing of smart contract functionality um also going through an extensive uh documentation process and going through internal audit process of the smart contracts right now and um you know as far as like the 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 basic front end we're creating right now for testing is not what we're going to be putting on testnet for people to actually test with um that that more production type front end progress um will sort of begin once uh we once we're able to finish testing out all the the smart contract functionality and we have kind of the full launch of API v2 um and also working on some gas optimizations for queries being able to batch queries a little bit more efficiently um the 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 liquidity order book is is truly going to be a, a power user um a power user product like regular users will be able to use it to trade like we'll have a you know simple interface for people to swap and stuff but as far as uh the ability for liquidity providers to earn this is definitely going to be uh a power users paradise um you know again i'm i'm biased here but um <laughs> it, it just so it's going to be i guess to kind of give a comparison um for people like what it will be like um you'll be able to with okay with our existing um implementation of concentrated liquidity um we are passively spreading that uh liquidity um or maybe like deterministically spreading that liquidity across this concentrated curve with the liquidity order book it'll be a little bit more similar to the way osmosis is where you can determine the shape of the curve of where you want to provide that liquidity so um liquidity providers who provide liquidity in uh you know more narrow bands near the actual spot price they're going to be earning a majority of the fees generated by that trading volume also it'll mean that we'll have i mean many magnitudes of uh better depth of liquidity uh for trades so not only will liquidity providers be able to earn really well we'll have much better depth of trading uh, so people can i mean honestly like with a million or two in in liquidity you should be able to generate like many millions in volume um without experience with without traders experiencing much uh price impact and then this is also going to be really great for silk because having that local liquidity available for trading is also going to mean that um the illiquidity risk associated with some of the different types of collateral um that we have uh on currently accepted um sorry let me restart this statement <laughs> uh i get yeah, going. <laughs> yeah, the illiquidity risk associated with uh, the different types of collateral um available on shade lend that these will be much more reduced because we'll not only be able to have greater depth of uh trading that will also be local liquidity so we don't have to worry about any of the possible issues associated with um bridging relayers being down um any sort of like significant um latency and being able to act if users want to act quickly so ultimately this is going to be a huge 
a, a huge unlock for utility revenue generation for users and the protocol. Um, there's obviously, I, I don't know if we necessarily want to get into this, but there's like, obviously this will change how, um, you know, the, the protocol approaches liquidity provision uh, with protocol and liquidity. It'll change how we might want to structure some of the pools, you know, now that we have more efficient, um, yeah, it, yeah, it might, it might change how we want to structure some of these pools to provide more direct trading pairs um, for particular use cases. Um, I don't know if you want to necessarily go into all that. The liquidity order book is, is going to be a beast. I mean, the limit, limit buys, limit sells are going to be, I'm pumped for those. Just be able to place an order, walk away, come back. I think that's going to be a huge deal, which we probably, we haven't even talked about. Like that type of feature is kind of like expected in traditional finance. So, you know, we've been stuck with instant swaps, but I'm pumped to get those on there. And like, eventually, of course, we got to get stream swaps, you know, with what ThorChain has done. That's such a killer feature. I think an even more killer product is if someone makes like a IBC DEX aggregator that stream swaps across a bunch of different DEXs. Whoever does that first, I think that's a killer product. But at least locally within the Shade app, we should, I think like I think post liquidity order book that would be kind of the obvious next feature add to kind of the the decentralized exchange. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like it's the the capital efficiency of liquidity order books organically draws liquidity as volume increases like a good example of this is on osmosis uh there's a shade usdt pair that started off with i think like a thousand dollars worth of liquidity it's now up to i think seventeen thousand in liquidity because the trading fees on it were so high that it was like 600 percent apr purely from trading fees no incentives and so liquidity is slowly starting to follow that pool because that's money on the table that someone can absolutely make. Um, and so like, that's the beauty of liquidity order book is like less, less incentives need to be involved. Um, and it's more of a competitive environment where the market makers who are really skilled at what they do can earn more of the, more of the trading fees. So I, and naturally when you head to the kind of liquidity order book style stuff, then the, the quasars of the world become more important. Um, Crypto as a whole is this concept of like bundling and unbundling. Unbundling is essentially like you break down um, their functions into their most, you know, basic pieces, like the most freedom to like maneuver your money around. But when you do that, the power users are happy and then maybe the average user is not. And so what you can then do is kind of like rebundle a product on top of it that normal, normal folks can interact with. Um, and so it's interesting because for Shape Protocol, we really started with a bundled product in the form of constant product pools, the stable swap pools. These are like very simple, but there's less granularity for the power users. And now we're really like unbundling to the more efficient solution with like the liquidity order book, which eventually will then rebundle back up into like uh, an efficient product like Quasar. So definitely going to be reaching out to that team because I'd love to get vaults on shade swap from their end. And we also might issue a grant for someone to do that type of Quasar-esque product on top of shade swap too. So definitely foreseeing that post liquidity order book as a, as a worthy endeavor. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned this because um, it had slipped my mind. Yeah. The, the reduction in incentives that the liquidity order book will be able to provide shade protocol, like with the liquidity order book, we will still be able to incentivize uh, pools, but 
the need to incentivize pools to attract liquidity um, will be much lower. And so, you know, we'll be essentially faced with the situation where it's like similar to staking, where staking, you know, moved to 100% real yield based. Um, not saying that liquidity provision or like the rewards uh, set aside for liquidity provision in the tokenomics will um, necessarily do that instantly, but there'll be the ability to significantly reduce those emissions, um, you know, shifting the protocol to much closer to, if not over net positive, um, you know, where protocol revenue is greater than uh, the emissions of new shade into circulation. My, my gut instinct says that eventually like, once the liquidity order book is out, the emissions will probably be like halved, if not even more aggressively than that. Which actually, if you look at the liquidity providing emission schedule, we're like we're right on track. I think it was a yearly thirdening, so still definitely can follow that model. But with governance coming out with Dowdow, we can you know vote to potentially modify that liquidity emission schedule. And I and I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of shade left over. And I think those liquidity matching deals that we're closing right now is where a lot of the supply that was clawed back from airdrop, from staking, and probably from liquidity providing, I think will be best used kind of closing liquidity deals with other protocols and like improving the platform kind of through that route. It's just, it's just a gut instinct, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. And that's why another reason to be excited about Dowdow. And I guess we can, uh, we can talk about that progress now. Um, just the ability for Shade to unlock this, um, you know, governance functionality for us to be able to achieve real consensus from stakeholders about, um, you know, what's being done with the protocol. Um, as far as updates to Dowdow, um, they've completed uh, the migration or completed Dow voting. Uh, for a stake SNP20 contract, got all that successfully deployed to testnet, um, completed all the migrations for uh, reward distribution contracts, external rewards contracts. Uh, they've successfully completed the migration and refactoring for all the necessary packages that are going to be needed um, for all these contracts. And... Uh, which is insane, by the way. The the conversion into secret oh, wasm from vanilla wasm, I like actually insane. What those guys had to do to get doubt out cross deployable. So, I don't those those guys are absolutely heroes. Yeah. Jorge and yeah, they're moving at hyperspeed, and it's awesome. I think even the down down team was, <laughs> was kind of surprised with how quick they were moving. Um, yeah, and I think the what the the next steps are working on uh, quality assurance and. Uh, internal auditing of uh, the migrations, the refactoring um, from vanilla wasm to secret wasm. And then I believe front end integration uh, with the Dowdow team will begin in like two to three weeks, uh, which is really, really encouraging um, that this is happening um, at that at that speed. Can you imagine having just even signaling proposals? gonna be amazing yeah i feel <laughs> which there's more to me than just signaling signaling proposals but i I've, I'll, I've said this at least five to ten times over the last year but i think people underestimate how stressful it is to not have a consensus mechanism so to be able to like outsource our you know our sanity onto the community is i think just like so helpful yep and um i know we've made it uh you know most of our um announcements 
regarding the progress for DAO have been in a lot of secret network channels. Um, but for anyone who is kind of following this loosely from some of our social medias, this this first integration of DAO um, is not going to have, I guess, what you would dove private voting where your votes are private. Um, the main privacy integrations are being able to handle querying um, private token balances to be able to, um, you know, for example, for shade, if you're staking shade and you want to vote, um, these DAO contracts need to be able to query your balance of stake shade in order to determine how much voting power relative to total voting power you have. Um, you know, in the future, we ha we have talked about this with DAO. In the future, um, you know, they would be interested in providing more of this like full privacy preserving voting uh, for DAOs, but that would be um, kind of a separate grant. So just wanted to kind of put that out for expectations yep. uh, for what's coming with DAO. Either way, like you said, yeah, being able to achieve consensus and being able to decentralize, uh, govern the protocol in a decentralized manner is, is a huge improvement um, in general. But uh, as far as like getting to the where we have full private voting, that uh, will take a little bit longer. Yeah, and the important history here is that Seeger Network have been talking to DowDow over the court, you know, probably since 2022-ish. And the problem was it was always like, all right, we want to bring doubt out a secret, but we want private voting. The problem is the task of just getting it cross-deployed here without extra privacy features is already a monumental, like, multi-month project. So I had kind of, you know, I took enough calls to kind of realize that this was the problem is we're, we're trying to jump to, like, step three. Everyone wanted step three without running through the pain of step zero, one, two, right? So instead, like this first one is like, make it cross deployable, make it work. Yes, there's going to be some data leakage. And then a follow on grant will be to clean up the, the privacy and, and the data leakage. So um, and actually part of this grant, too, is they're doing an assessment of what data actually is leaked. Um, I still think that's a bit of a question mark because there's been certain scenarios where it's like, actually, I don't think it's that much. And then other times it's been like, maybe it's more than we think. So we're, we're still doing that full assessment of like how private the voting is. But um, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is going to be another one of those. I guess it's uh, it. It's one of those things that it doesn't necessarily generate revenue, but again, it's it's critical um, to the sustainability and longevity of the protocol to be able to unlock these um, you know governance functionalities. So. Really happy yep. to see the the swift progress that uh, the Athena team and uh, is making on, um, you know, getting these contracts uh, cross deployed, and then going to be working with Dowdo to actually integrate their front end. Um, yeah, and then I think the last one that we've got to to give an update on is Fina, um, which yeah, yeah, th this is a this is going to be a super fun one. Um, for anyone who hasn't been following, uh, Fina, I think on Twitter, their, um, their handle is Fina cash. Uh, but for anyone who hasn't been following them, like I said earlier, they're a mobile wallet, but they're also, uh, they have a, uh, crypto card platform as well. Um, and we're going to be integrating silk into this card. So users can top up, uh, their silk balances on their card directly from the shade app. Um, there will be a little card tab where you'll be able to 
um, sign up for a card, be able to top up your card, um, see your current balance, and um, you know, and basically be able to manage uh, your card directly from the Shade app. And just being able to unlock that spend ability for Silk in in real life. I know I, I remember this is like one of the first, uh, at least uh, when I when I first heard about Shade before I ever started contributing. One of the first things I remember hearing is like, we're not going to stop and we're not going to stop until, you know, we can buy coffee with Silk in, in the real world. And now that that's, uh, this is, you know, almost here, we realize, I mean, we're not stopping after this. this is yeah. isn't, it, isn't it crazy? Because like back in the day, it's, it's interesting to think about that simple phrase because that felt like the pin- pinnacle. Like if we, if we could get Silk usable on a card or like usable in the real world, then wow like we've come so far and now it's like oh yeah like that's a given like man that is shocking that's shocking that that's the speed and like the sequencing too like so many little pieces so many people that have helped build this thing so many community members that have believed in this thing and we're approaching our second birthday like since since the official pge february 21st of um 2022 like so it's it's humbling. It's humbling to know that the initial dream was buy silk with coffee, and if we can, if we can just make it there, then we've made it. And and now here we are. And as always, um, you know, there there's always more. There's always more to be done. There's always more impact that can be had. And um, we should be proud of how far how far we've come. But now it's like, well, we don't want you to just be able to buy silk with one card. We want you to be, or like buy some buy coffee with just one card using silk. We want you to have. 50 different cards that you can use right so the show goes yeah and i mean that i guess the the origin of that statement kind of began before the the idea of the meta engine really materialized so like the idea that this ecosystem can keep growing and growing and growing as we add more novel utility within the ecosystem and you know as crypto in general continues to grow you realize oh there's all these different things that are being worked on that we can either um, develop ourselves or integrate and collaborate with these products and so yeah like the 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 goals keep getting higher and higher as we realize like there's more and more uh, that we can do to provide better experiences for people and you know holy crap in a in a year looking at a full <laughs> ecosystem where you know it's basically all your your financial utilities that you would ever want and need within a DeFi ecosystem ideally would be available all within this seamless app, uh, the single seamless interface. It's a, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a lofty goal, but we are making really good progress. And then all, all in the palm of your hand, right? That's kind of the new, the new goal, the video we released, I think a couple months ago. It's like, it's, yeah, it's essentially a decentralized financial ecosystem in the palm of your hands that you can totally traverse digital asset world and your everyday life without needing to interact with a bank account, right? Like that's a, that's a ballsy goal and to have privacy protected within all of that. I mean, that's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, another cool part with Finna, just to kind of give a special shout out here, we do have extra alignment with them because a percentage of all people, like percentage of all people that register for Finna cards um, through the shade app, a percentage of those top off fees will go back to the shade DAO. So it's technically yet another fee stream where if Finna 
reaches mass adoption, let's say we get up to, you know, 20, 30,000 users that are consistently using Finna cards and topping their cards up with Silk, ShadeDAO earns from that. Not only from like the spread adoption of Silk, not only from like the swap fees as Silk kind of maneuvers its way um, to that real world transaction, but also from like top off fees. So it's it's like really, really good alignment with Finna. I, I view them as probably our most unique partner because we are not in the business of debit cards, like owning a business that does debit cards. Like that's, we, we, we know our limitations. We're smart contracts, we're front ends, we're back ends, right? Like that's, that's our bread and butter. But being like a debit card, we have no interest in that. So we have total alignment with them because we, we want to push them to grow as much as possible. It's going to help Silk thrive. And during the Terra days, that was, that was the story that really took off. It was, it was the narrative that actually existed before Anchor and the Ponzi yield stuff took over. It was like, wow, like UST, it's being used by Chai. It's being used over in South Korea. People are actually using this. Um, and it, and like since then, I don't think I've really seen a stable coin, a decentralized stable coin be kind of focused on that type of real world bridge, but that formula still exists. The story is still there, but we're going to do it sustainably this time. We're going to do it patiently this time. And I, I can't wait to see what that yields. Yeah, this, so I think, as far as um, estimated, I mean, obviously we're not going to be able to give exact dates uh, right now for any of this stuff. Um, but I believe Finna is looking at launching production, their production card, uh, at the beginning of Q1. So like I would imagine sometime in the next month or so, which is awesome for, and I guess we, we should uh, also give this context. Originally, the Fina cards will only be available for EU residents, so they won't be available for North American residents or um, anyone in Asia, South America, Africa. Um, so Europeans will be the lucky ducks that get access to this first. Um, but yeah, I, I believe that uh, is going to be launching early Q1. So that'll probably be the first of these grants to be in quotes completed. Um, yeah, as far as the and D-Shade, and D-Shade is close. Yeah. I think D-Shade yeah. will be chomping at their bits because with the audit in motion, and I mean Austin's on this call. He's he's an octopus with forty nine ar- arms pulled in fifty directions. But if he if we if we can even get a week, the the front end will probably get to a place where it's fully ready to go to maybe two weeks. But yeah, and Dow Dow is moving so damn quick that you know they might slip in there some before. Uh money market and liquidity order book i guess it just depends on uh where everything lies but everything is in really good spot um liquidity order book and money market like we said are already on testnet or um front-end development is already happening on testnet doubt out that front-end development will begin in a few weeks so yeah really excited to get these test nets out to people as well for anyone who was around before we launched shade swap and shade lend we had a big incentivized test net where we had a few thousand unique people participate and we received close to 10,000 unique submissions. I think it was somewhere around 9,000 um, for improvements, for finding bugs, for anything like that. We're going to have a big incentivized test net as well for money market and liquidity order book. Um, so people can one, get the great hunt, yeah. the great hunt. Part yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so people will be able to not only get to play around with the interface, get to know it before it actually launches on mainnet. So people, you know, will, will already know what they're looking to do um, before then. But it's also a great way for us to receive feedback from uh, users and for users to actually be able to earn a little bit of shade uh, for their contributions. So um, really excited to get that out, uh, get those test nets out into the hands of people and and get even closer to mainnet. Another observation I want to make is I I don't think people realize that one of the superpowers of Shape Protocol is that we can have seven different teams moving in parallel and they're actually making it to the finish line to completion. That's insane. Most grant programs issue, you know, bunch of grants and their grantees will make it to like milestone one and a half and then go quiet. And like maybe they'll like sneak out milestone three and then no one really uses the product. And then it's like a waste of money. Right. But shape protocol has been like laser focused on being prescriptive. That's the biggest difference between shape protocols grant program and a lot of other programs is most grant programs out there are like, hey, tell us what you want to build. And then we'll let you know if we like that. It's very different for us. We we scope the grants. We say, this is what we need. Now we go find the team. Now we go find the right builder. Now we go find the right match. And they show up. They work with us. And they're, they, they're part of the family, right? Um, and I, I just think it's underestimated that Shade has seven, six or seven different external people slash teams all building in parallel and getting to the finish line and all unified under the same tokenomics. That is, that is an art that, that is not easy. And there's been many mistakes in the last two years that have allowed us to get to this level of efficiency and coordination. So um, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see. Couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, the one of the the magical artists, like Carter said, forty nine arms. It's awesome, uh, helping us keep all these things together. And honestly, um, you know, in, in working with all these grant teams, you get to know the builders. You get to to work with them, figure out uh, you know their style. And there are definitely things that we learn along the way working with these teams as well. Um, you know, like Carter said, we've made mistakes. We're not perfect. And working with these really high quality developers gives us a chance to um, improve things on our side, um, be able to collaborate, um, you know, in, in a really meaningful way. Oftentimes, it, I guess maybe, yeah, I was going to say science isn't, isn't done uh, well in a vacuum. And so being able to work with other people, contribute and collaborate with other people is really helpful for being able to not only help the, the progress on that particular uh, grant project, but be able to help us out uh, from a more holistic perspective. Um, yeah, I think uh, that that's pretty much it for um, Q and A. Yeah. Anyone if anyone has any questions? Yeah. If anyone wants to come up, ask any questions, just chat with us for a few minutes. We still have seven or so minutes before we hit the hour mark. Lavana pool is going live today. That's another. Fun little one. Wait, you guys are going to be on Lavana? Uh, Lavana is going to be the shade Lavana pool is going to be going live. And I believe there's going to be some incentives for it too. So keep your eyes peeled for that. 
Nice. Hey, earlier I was trying to I, I I was upstairs. I didn't get to write it down. What is it? February twenty first is the birthday. Yes. Yep. February twenty first cool. of twenty twenty four. Second birthday. Nice. Yeah, man. Time flies, right? It's like crazy. Like just yeah. think about how this space was just two years ago, and then what it is now, right? Just imagine in two more years, like this space just. It's so fascinating how quick things move, you know, because like everyone has access for, for for the most part into the space. Like there's really that. I mean, granted, it's easier for people to have PCs and all that, but like that you can get in this space now with just the mobile phone. You know, it's crazy. You couldn't do that back when Web 2 and all that was being developed. You, you know, it was just a, such a fragmented amount of people that can actually build and get into the space and communicate with one another. Now, like those barriers of entry are or just getting like limited, right? Like there's pretty much yep. anyone getting and, and also like people out there, you know, if you're listening, like you, you have some sort of skill set that you can definitely bring to the table in this space. I don't care if you're a coder. I'm not a coder. I know basic code, but like I I think I give everything to this space that I can, right? Like that's I, I love it. And I think people and don't get me wrong, like you have to work hard and, and you, you got to get after it. You got you can't be lazy, but I think you can cement your place in this space, um, you know, one way or another. So, like, keep that always in mind. But no, man, you guys are killing it, man. It's, it's just exciting to, you know, when I first got into this space, my background being an accountant and finance and all that, and one of the, the main pinpoints that I seen was like there's no privacy in this space like you know you buy this freaking jpeg and it's worth whatever now everyone has this wallet address of yours and they can just basically bother you forever about it and um you know like there has to be some way to like get that eliminate that and you know i found secret and what they were doing with programmable privacy and then what you guys are doing now you're taking that to like the next step with um, you know, you were talking about money markets, like that's super cool. Like I love, I use money markets just, you know, from just traditional, like our, somewhere to park some cash or whatever, you know, and it's cool. It's cool that you'll be able to do that in this space without everyone else being able to pry on you. And also, you know, we're getting all these big wigs to come in here now with ETFs and all that, but you know, they're eventually going to need some sort of competitive advantage and be able to hide their transactions, at least for the quarter that they're in. And then release it to their, you know, their holders and say, hey, like, this is what we invested in and all this other type of stuff. I know that's kind of far down the road, probably, but we need this tolling out there for this space to like go to the next level for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, th I think. Sorry, go ahead, Carter. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's going to come sooner than you think, because the more money that comes on chain, the stakes gets get higher and higher for institutions to need to have an asymmetric edge. And the only way you have an asymmetric edge is if you're really the only one that knows about it or is the only one capable of executing on it. So as we've always said, privacy is fair. It's equitable. Doesn't care if you have $1, doesn't care if you're a billionaire. It treats you, it treats you the same way. It creates that fair um, playing field. And part of tonight's debate, though, will also be kind of playing devil's advocate to, to, the, to these very ideas, the privacy versus transparency debate, which I'm pumped to talk about uh, later tonight. Yeah, likewise. I'm always down to have a good debate, but, but yeah, it's, it's just exciting because like the way I, I look at this space is even if I particularly won't use something that someone's building, I just want that optionality out there to be there because it's not a one shoe fits all solution for, for, you know, a person, a business, an entity or or whatnot. So, but you need to have that out there so people can, because there's use cases probably right now that most of us 
haven't even thought of or, or you know maybe some random person or company was like hey like i think i could use blockchain in this way but i need this this and this and you know i, I think that's what's cool i know you guys are partnered with andromeda like they're being able to tap into like you know different little aspects of each blockchain that offers in cosmos because you know it's so modular it's like a car and it's like you know you you can get a, a car like a, like a, a stock car but like imagine being able to like put different parts in it and make your your vehicle better and more efficient or whatever and that's kind of what cosmos allows and it's super cool to be able to see like these lego blocks come to fruition and um that's what i'm excited for man i'm just excited to see like all these different iterations and you have these different roll-up solutions and I just think 2024 is going to be super exciting, man. Like, just cheers to everyone, and 2024 is going to be awesome. I think. Yeah, one thing. One thing I was just thinking of as we were uh, sitting here talking is like, as we launch some of these products, like the Money Market and the uh, Liquidity Order Book, we're getting closer and closer uh, to a point where we're able to effectively create forex uh, markets obviously being able to have additional leverage uh, like perpetual swaps would be um, necessary to really get to like a true forex market state but being able to um, have that depth of liquidity for exchanging silk with some of its uh, fiat peg components especially once we have better representation of um, these different uh, fiat peg components on chain most as you guys all know most stable coins are pegged to USD. Um, I don't even know if we have a Euro stablecoin in the cosmos anymore right now. Um, the rumor, there's a rumor there's one that could be could be coming, but I actually, I don't think I can speak to it yet. The only other one I could think of was one of the, the I forget what stablecoin it was, but it was like to the yen maybe or something, or maybe Japanese, I'm trying to think. What I remember saying something about another stable that was pegged to a different currency, but yeah, I mean everything's just pegged to the dollar for the most part. Yeah, uh, we got Crypto Motion brought him up on stage. Crypto Motion, glad to have you up here. Happy to help you. Any any questions or thoughts? Hey, how's it going, uh, man? I just want to um, give a shout out to you guys of what Shade is doing. It's it's amazing what um, has come over to you know the last two years. Um, at me as a trader with the whole like um, trading, the swaps, privatizing that, Levana, um, is just is just such a it's such a blessing. Um, my question was regarding the um, the Fina and Silk. Does that does that does that give um, us the opportunity to ultimately spend privately for like a cup of coffee or something like that? Is that is that that's what the ultimate goal is yeah that is that's the ultimate end goal so the the finna infrastructure is really interesting because essentially they're they're non-custodial in the sense that your your card management it's like you're sending silk to a smart contract that is tied to your to your address right so no one knows how much silk you funded your wallet with except the smart contract um and then when you actually make a purchase, what's happening is your silk is getting swapped over to USDC on ShadeSwap and then sent off to some centralized exchange. And then it's going through the Visa, like, or I don't, I don't know if it's Visa's network, but so we're not, it, it, this is like the half step. The full step is when vendors directly accept silk on a blockchain, right? But this is a really strong first step of a non-custodial based card 
where your kind of card management is totally private and not controlled by a third party. And then really the only like transparency piece is that like in between bridge during the transaction. But Red, I saw you unmuted, you were emoting. So if you want to add anything there as well. Yeah, I was just going to say the, the, the way it's actually handled on the back end is like Carter said, uh, you know, you fund this payment is just sending silk, uh, which is just a SNP 20 transfer, which is, um, you know, it's an encrypted uh, uh, action. And so <clears throat> only you and the smart contract would know that. And then, um, and then, yeah, when you're, when you're actually spending it, it's swapping it to USDC. And then uh, there would have to be some sort of redemption uh, mechanism where they're actually turning that USDC into a USD. Um, wow. Wow. Really cool. That's super awesome. You know, currently, I'm, I am using ShadeSwap, uh, you know, bridging it in, over to the secret network using ShadeSwap and then um, doing, uh, bridging it out, well, grabbing USDC, I mean, um, USDC XLR and then bridging it out to Osmosis to a hot wallet and then sending it via Beam. Um, and that way it gets directly to uh, my wallet, you know, very instantly. But I, I mean, this, this would be the next level of that. Um, with using Fina, which I'm really, sounds really, really cool. And I'm excited to use that. Um, and so get this and get this too. It will be in the shade app. There's going to be a card tab. You literally will not have to leave wow. the app. Wow. That's heck of cool, man. I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Or, you know, right now I'm making it work with beam, but once it's fully integrated into shade swap and it's all in one, you know, one interface that, that would be crazy. Um, man, like I said, I really appreciate what you guys are doing and, um, I'm very excited for what's to come. Appreciate your support and excitement. And if you ever have any thoughts on how we can be better, always feel free to reach out to us, bro. We're always looking to improve. 100%. 100%. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Well, on that note, we're four minutes over and we got a bunch of other stuff we got to do today. So we're going to be wrapping this space up. Appreciate all of our speakers. Um, appreciate uh, anyone listening to this recording. And as we always like to say, plenty of room in the shade. Have a good one, guys. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear flexing broken knives I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knives And then to end a long day 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning forming mycological bonds Flick the cap yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and wonder the earth Sit and 
wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tell me spaces. <laughs>